Hey. So, my people, all the people around the world, welcome to another great episode of the Osa and Abe Pod Show cast oh presented to you by SSAW in conjunction with the Craft Factory. Y'all already know who it is, Mr. 50% himself. Your man, Osa. Elsewhere on the screen, rocking a very, very color appropriate do rag. It's my uh, guy. My guy. Uh, my uh, friend. Uh, eh? I, I now. Hey. My friend. Jolly Jolly. Huh? Hey, hey, hey. CEO. Ah, ah. Ah, Esquire. Hey. Ah. Hey. Yeah, we in here today. And of course, and of course, oh my goodness, I, I was actually that name from last week. I was I actually, I was actually referencing Baba Funke. He is smiling <laughs> like he's at the sweetest of gold meat. Eh? Look at him, chin chin. The freak. That's gonna be a meme. No. I'm gonna find that clip and meme that joint. The look on his face when I'm he still, announced that. I'm still floored by it. Yeah, I was. I'm still floored by it. Yeah, you know, it's just <laughs> appalling. It was appalling. That energy. That energy. That's that 2020 ginger freak energy. Anyways, of course, of course. Oh man, I guess I guess Cecil got the camo memo today. You know, I, I got the camo. Right, I've been, I've been camo. Uh, rolling with the themes unknowingly. Yeah, this is this, we we got that. We've been a, cool. We got energy. We got a knowing, a knowing going on right now amongst us. A producer here in the building. Good, gents. How are we feeling today? This this has been a. It's been kind of a somber situation we've been sitting yeah. in these past few days. You know. Hey, how are y'all? Sure, huh? How are y'all dealing and coping? And man, you know, like it, it, it started off sad, and and when you thought it could have get worse, it it low key just decided to rattle off um, some more sadness. But you know, for me, we all grieve differently. We all grieve um, the appropriate amount of time unique to us, and uh, I'm grateful because um, one thing's for sure: like while I am sad. Um, at the recent losses, I am also proud that they were able to leave such a strong, strong legacy. Regardless, yeah. they were able to leave a very positive impact. These these individuals were icon. They are legends. You know, like <laughs> they won't be forgotten. I mean, after after each loss, what do we see? Just an outpouring of of, of positive memories. You know, at the end of the day, that's always been one of my childhood dreams. They were like, oh, you know what? What goal do you want in life? And I always said that I wanted immortality, but not like physical immortality. I want to know that when I leave this world, my name will still hold meaning. It will still have a positive impact 5, 10, 20 years after I'm gone. That's the immortality I seek. And these guys, they, they had it. They had it. Even despite in the in the case of Bozeman, uh, he had a short movie career. I mean, like <laughs> name someone else who's been able to put that many solid bodies of work in such a short time and still go down as an icon. Like, yo, I'm appreciative. I'm appreciative. 
Yeah, I think that's the beauty of all these these legends that that passed is they did live to the fullest. Um, all of them lived out, you know, what they were called to do in excellence. And there's peace in there's peace in that. Um, and to see them live everything out to to impact the people the way they did. Um, I, I'm thankful that they were able to do what they did. And, and even though they're gone, uh, we could take a lot of courage and, and just encouragement in the fact that they they left a mark while they were here. And to just to what Abraham was saying, like, that's the biggest testament that you can do is, you know, don't matter when you leave, because we are going to leave. But if you can leave a mark that lives beyond you and leave a legacy that continues beyond you, then you're you've you've done what you've been able to do properly, um, and I think that's that's what matters. And and to them, I think each of them, um, all the way from Clifford to John to Lute to Chadwick, um, they did their part in excellence, and I think they'll all of their legacies will live on. Yes, indeed. We'll answer your question in a moment, Jordan, but Emmanuel. Oh, uh, man. Honestly, I know we lost two iconic coaches in college basketball. Uh, you guys know yeah, I'm, I'm kind of – right. I know. Yeah, it wasn't showing earlier. But, uh, yeah, so when we lost John John Thompson, uh, legendary coach from Georgetown, uh, I grew up watching his teams and also Coach Lute Olsen, rest in peace, uh, especially in the West Coast. Uh, so it, it, like, if you look at Lute Olsen's teams when he was in Arizona, how he developed those players – you know, it's it's a it, you start to reflect back. I'm like, man, he coached all these guys at U of A, you know. So and, and like, yeah, Gilbert Renes, uh, what with Channing Fry, Richard Jefferson. Oh my gosh, I, it's, it's so many names. The Stoudemire brothers uh, went there as well. So it's crazy. And then Georgetown, you know, AI Morning, uh, uh Matumbo, you know, Patrick was, Ewing, Patrick Ewing. I can't forget that. So yeah. and then. Uh, it just sucks the way Georgetown the program is now. I could they're still trying to recruit more on a national base, but um, it's unfortunate those two legends are gone, and I'm I'm gonna miss them because I grew up watching those the U of A's and the Georgetown teams, you know, especially Georgetown back in the '80s, giving uh, the Hills, you know, run for the money, you know. So, man, you keep bringing up them Hills. Uh, yeah, you already know. <laughs> <sighs> He always just got to slide him in there as if, he like, do. they're relevant right now. Man. Like, we know who runs North Carolina, sir. Uh, What's good? Oh, you talking about that, that team from uh, Durham? Okay. <laughs> Ooh, you already know. We have hey, video he, evidence. We got him cranked up today. I, 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 I can't that, 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 that slipped out of nowhere. No, don't, don't say okay. that slipped out of nowhere. We have this, video. We know. Proof, audio we got proof. you. We got you. Um, <laughs> I think what I – Backtracking. So first, first passing was Lute Olson, and that was just the wait. Lute Olson, okay. You go, you gonna take a loop. Twenty twenty, you gonna take a loop. You know, legendary coach, Hall of Fame coach, uh, produced. And this is one thing that I appreciate about guys like him and John Thompson. Didn't really hear scandals involving them. Very principled men. But not only did they turn out great athletes, they developed great men. And in the day and age that we live in, in the high dollar, uh, the lucrative uh, options that are available for athletes, 
you don't really hear much about coaches turning out great men anymore. And Lute Olson, they turned out, he turned out great men who went on to be players who are now coaches. A lot of these guys, you look at John Thompson record speaks for itself. I was on the full court press podcast earlier today and, uh, you know, Pierre had alluded to it. This man, John Thompson, had Georgetown looking like HBCU, if you didn't know any better, with the amount of, you know, folks he had coming through there. A man who literally saved Allen Iverson's life. Uh, you know, Allen Iverson, a kid coming from, you know, kind of the hood in Virginia and having his troubles and John Thompson standing up for him. I'll never forget the story. Uh, I forgot what te- I want to say it was Syracuse that they were playing. It was one of these biggest teams. And they go into play, and the fans have up these signs that are pretty derogatory and re- uh, in referencing some of the things that a- AI's legal troubles. And John Thompson told uh, the refs and the officials, listen, listen, those fans need to take those signs down. Otherwise, we're not playing. Told him to take it down. The, sign, the, the fans put the signs back up again. John Thompson said, all right, cool, bet. Walked off the court, took the team off the court. He said, they're not going to disrespect my player. They don't make them like that anymore, folks. They really don't. And so for all of the, I I truly believe without, of course, John Thompson's intervention in AI's life, but also setting that model for AI. I don't know if AI has the, the, uh, the grit to endure some of the, the stuff that he endured in the league. You know, the league intentionally targeting him for being him and and putting in a mandated dress code, you know, the label of AI being a thug and a goon and all this other stuff. When in fact, AI is a really intelligent guy, heart of gold, heart of a champ, uh, never won a title, but still heart of a champ. And John Thompson, we can look to as as someone who who helped in that process. And then, of course, uh, let's see. We'll, we'll go Clifford Robinson. And for, for those of our listeners who are maybe a little bit younger and say, why are you even talking about Clifford Robinson? Go check out Clifford Robinson. Okay. That man was the truth. Okay. A sixth man's sixth man. Okay. A, uh, just a stand up player on both ends of the floor. But also, once again, someone you look at who post NBA invested his life into being more than just an athlete, uh, being an entrepreneur. Once again, I'm a shout out the full court press podcast. Check out the episode. Riley had a great, great, uh, great story in regarding to meeting Clifford Robinson. Okay. And the situation, the circumstances surrounding that. So Clifford Robinson, great man. And then as we've all alluded to Chadwick Bozeman, I really thought it was a hoax. When I saw in a group chat that I'm in that he passed, I thought, oh, y'all playing around. This is 2020. Y'all playing too much. Okay. Y'all playing too much. And I looked it up and I said, dad, Chadwick too. Chadwick. I remember watching Jackie Robinson. I watched it in theaters when it first came out. And, you know, my wife now, we were dating at the time. And, you know, dating somebody, you're not supposed to show no motions. You know, I was over there in the movie theater with think somebody was cutting onions or something. You know, it was, it was not, it was not okay. Oh, man. But but I, I mean, it resonated with me watching what because you hear the stories and with Jackie Robinson's story is something that's only brought up, you know, at one point during the MLB season and then during Black History Month. But what Chadwick Boseman did with that performance was he injected that story into our our uh, into the, the forefront of our imagination as a nation and as a sports community. To remember, listen, this is not just for Black History Month, one month out the year. This is not just for when we commemorate it during the, and this isn't just because we, you know, the MLB has retired that number 42. 
this is someone to be looked at and someone to be admired every day of the year. And what and here's just crazy facts as well. So he passed. Um, what do you call it? Chadwick Boseman passed on Jackie Robinson Day. Yeah. Uh, what's what's acknowledged Jackie Robinson Day in the MLB. Also, the uh, last name is Kirby, uh, comic book artist who is responsible for developing great superheroes like Black Panther. His birthday is August 28th, which is the day that Chadwick Boseman passed. Jack Kirby. Icon. Jack Kirby. There you comic, go. Comic legend. So, I mean, you call it irony, whatever you want to call it. But even in the their passing, these four individuals really served as, I think, legends. And I alluded to it a little bit last week when we were talking about Kobe, and I think it still stands. When I look at all four of these individuals, they left behind a great legacy. Uh, legends, legends don't just die and move on. Legends leave behind legacies, and these four individuals left behind legacies that are worth following and worth building upon. So don't just sit here and be the person who says, oh, Chadwick Boseman passed. Let's find out who the next Black Panther is. No, look at what this man already started building and take inspiration from that to build on that. Lute Olsen, great example, even in the times that we live in with all the racial tension we live in, I don't hear, I haven't heard a ne'er darn word from a former University of Arizona alum speaking ill of this man, Lute Olsen. And these dudes are scattered all throughout everywhere in the sports world. Lute Olsen trained as a white male, helped train and probably and, and be a father figure to some great black males who went on to do great things in the league. Of course, uh, John Thompson, I mean, paved the way to be a, as a, a for many black coaches. The black coaches we see in the league today, they they owe that to, to John Thompson. That Thompson one definitely hit me hard because, like, you know, as, as is well known, I'm from Jersey. Jersey. Know, so, so being from Jersey, it's Big East, Big East Conference. And back then, the Big East Conference was an actual conference that you had to respect when it came to basketball. And one thing you got to know is that Thompson and his family, up until Ewing came in, they've ran Georgetown. Georgetown was prominent because of, of what Junior, who was the one that passed, managed to be able to do. So hearing that just floored me because I'm like, yo, that's, that's an icon on the East Coast. <laughs> that's that's like, yes, it's an icon all over the country when it comes to college basketball, but for the East Coast, for those who love Big East basketball, that was, that was just crazy. So, and it's even crazier too because, as you alluded to last week, Last week, Mamba Day started on Sunday. It wasn't. It hasn't even been a year since Mamba passed, but it was his birthday. And then you know, eight twenty-four. It's his birthday is before eight twenty-four day. The the iconic two numbers that he wore. And then to end off that week, we have these losses. It's just Mamba Week is forever just a, a powerful, <laughs> powerful week of rem, of remembrance for sure. Um, but yeah, no, nah, like we all said. They really, really left positive impact. They really left uh, left their mark. And Jordan, um, it's just agua. It's just it's just water and some ice. You know, ice on the rocks. You know, water on the rocks. 
the best year of water he could find vintage <laughs> shaken not stirred you know there it is got that, that ram sticker on there anyway were you gonna say something uh yeah no i was i was just gonna say like john i remember there was a clip obviously i was not born there 84 but when he won the ncaa championship the interviewee um the interviewer excuse me was talking to john and he was like you know coach how does it feel how does it feel to to be the first black and John cut him off. Was like, no, I'm, I'm a coach <laughs> that won the championship. I'm, I, I'm the coach that won the championship, and I think that just spoke volumes to what he was trying to do. Um, he, he was a bright man. I mean, obviously, I don't know him personally, but watching, being a lover of basketball, watching him, and seeing how he talked about the game, his analysis when he was on TNT and everything, he loved the game, but he also knew the condition of where the sport was at and where the world was at. And so when it came to politics, when it came to the, the color of his skin, um, he made it a point to make sure that he doesn't stand out in a way of like, oh, I'm I'm a black coach, I'm black this, I'm black this. Like, no, I'm a coach, I'm an analyst, I'm a mentor, I'm this. Um, and he didn't want his skin color to be the vocal point. Um, and that's what made him special. He's such a, he was a father figure to many, 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 um, and it's just, it, it makes me wonder, not wonder, but it makes me think about like the, these people that have passed and I immediately think about the people that are connected to these people, celebrity or not. Like you, I think about Michael B. Jordan, like how is he, uh, holding up? Uh, I, uh Leticia wrote a beautiful, uh, poem on our Instagram, um, to, about Chadwick. And then you think about Patrick Ewing, you think about Allen Iverson and, and, uh, you know, Clyde. Drexler, who was a teammate of Clifford, and and Ludos, all the players that was under him, all of them, Mike Bibby, and you know all these players that are players and our friends that are attached to these people. It just though that is what I think about more. Um, you know, as when you hear about the news of these people passing, and you feel for them, you definitely feel for them. But the stuff that I remember from these four, like I said, is just excellence. Them willing to. Uh, blend the right lines i would say um blend the right lines whether it's acting coaching um mentoring father fatherhood whatever it is um their ability to to make impact and to to create a line or to blend a line where it needs to be blend um was beautiful to me so uh i really 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 cherish the times that i've watched all four of them actually um through my my our livelihood um either act coach yeah, analysts. Um, I got to see all of them, so I'm grateful for that. Listen, y'all, legends leave legacies. Yes. I hope you guys are the same. Hope listening, whether you're, you're listening to the replay or watching this, I hope that would be your goal, not just to be a legend, but really to leave a legacy and leave that mark because you don't know whose trajectory that could change. John Thompson gave us Allen Iverson, you know, Lute yeah. Olson. We named we named the players, right? Chadwick Bozeman, like you mentioned, Abe. Th this man put out seven hits. I think the lowest grossing out of his seven films that he did was I want to say the third good Marshall film. Which is crazy because that's the one that like yeah. that that's number three for yeah. me. Because when yeah. I was in elementary school, one of our first like black history projects was to, you know, you have a tissue box. And they, the teacher selected our um, black uh, figure to do research on. 
and we were supposed to put this make basically the tissue empty tissue box was supposed to be like a fact box about the individual you know of course the teacher had to pick because if you left it up to us kids we're going to say martin luther king malcolm x rosa parks harriet Tum tubman sojourner truth like we're probably gonna go with that one i had no idea about who thurgood marshall was when i was like nine ten years old right so i do that project and i learn so much about it i'm like yo i love this dude and i it feels weird because i took the time out as a youngin to do research like i felt attached to the to the person i felt attached to his history and whatnot i was like yo anytime i hear thurgood marshall i, I like i get happy i'm like oh yeah Thurgood, like I remember doing research on him when I was a little, a, a wee little youngin, you know, and so um, to see Thurgood brought to life on screen, it was, it was so dope. I, I, I loved it. I was like, yo, Chadwick, you are awesome, because this was how I was introduced to Chadwick, of course, with the Black Panther role. Before the actual movie came out, it was his roles in like Civil War. And then I'm like, yo, this guy's going to play Black Panther? Like, all right, cool. Simultaneously on Netflix, it just so happened that Message to the King was up. And I'm like, oh, Black Panther, Message to the King? Let me let me go watch that. And I'm watching. I'm like, yo, this movie is wild. <laughs> I'm like, yo. And so I fell in love with both. And then I heard about Marshall, saw that, you know, 42 and just everything about him 21 bridges it was just like man this guy i learned more really about, about on movies than school that's crazy that's uh, wild imagine, isn't it wild. imagine that's true. It's wild. crazy imagine the five bloods was great too this dude chad would just yeah. play heroes he played hero like real heroes you know and then gave crazy. us the true story about them you know yeah i loved it i love it but as we're you know, we're in, I think it's what, three of our, technically all four of the, the, the lost we just referenced all have some some part and parcel to play in the great game of basketball started by one James Naismith. Folks, let's talk some hoops real quick, like, you know, real quick, like, okay? Real quick, like. Real yeah. quick, like, and you know? About the high school, get the high school day. <laughs> Yo, man. Real quick, like. Real quick, like. Real quick, like. Boston. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, I'm not going to talk too much. We're not going to talk too much about this uh, this Jazz Nuggets situation. We'll, we'll talk away. about what? that later. We'll talk <laughs> about that later. But what I want to talk about, pending, pending this game, you know, at the time of this recording, this game is going to take place in about three hours. We're going to see. Okay, well, actually, not in three hours, in about 45 minutes. So we'll talk. Right. We'll, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I was talking about something else, eh? but I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. At this stage in round two, the lucky charm leprechaun Celtics are on a mission, and they are up 2-0 to make sure that those Raptors, what Uncle Shannon Sharp calls the baby dinosaurs, to make them go extinct, okay? <laughs> they trying to shut down uh, Jurassic Park. Listen <laughs> here, y'all. No. Listen here for the jazz. Who is that? L Listen. Miss Lonnie. 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 Don't worry, Lonnie. We're Lonnie. not too hard. Trust don't me. don't don't let the profile picture fool you. <laughs> don't let it yeah. fool you. It's a yeah. trap. Don't trip. <laughs> yeah. Don't trip. Don't trip. We're not gonna go hard. We're gonna go no. hard. Oh um, no. no. Awesome. So Celtics Raptors. Duo oh. right now for the Celts. 
first impressions, guys. First impressions of the Raptors. I'll go with Emmanuel. What are your first impressions of the Raptors' performance so far? <sighs> Look, the Raptors are a good team, but the reality is they need Kawhi. Uh, they need a, a number one scoring option who can play both ends, and that's what they're missing. Unfortunately, in the and Boston has many guys who could close out a game. They have Kemba, they have Tatum, and they have uh, Taco Fall. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I like Jalen Brown. Uh, I like Jalen Brown's defense. I feel like he doesn't get as much credit as he deserves um, for the common fan. But uh, Jalen, I've seen his, his play uptick in terms with that. And you know you're, you know what you're going to get from Tatum. I think Tatum, Tatum is going to improve, and I, I do believe he's going to be a, a top five player within within the next couple of years. I'm, I'm all, all just being honest. So uh, I, I see that. But Toronto, they're, they're missing that guy. Siakam to me is not a number one scoring option. Uh, I feel like t- Toronto, they're making. Obviously, he has to uh, for this team, but. Um, He's not number one scoring option. He's not a guy who could carry the franchise. He's a solid number two scoring option at best. And but he, I just, I just, I just like the way Toronto is built. But like I said, I really want, and I said this in, I said this earlier this year or late last year, I really want Brandon Ingram to become a Raptor. And and I really want, I, I actually, I would like Giannis and Brandon Ingram to be with Toronto. But uh, that's I, that's unlikely. Oh, I know, but that's unlikely. So uh, I do I do believe bold prediction Brandon Ingram will be traded this offseason. Bold prediction, sign and trade. I don't even know that's that bold though. I, I think he I don't think he likes it as much as it looks as far as BI. But uh with Toronto, I just they kind of look like they don't have an identity all of a sudden when they're playing Boston right now. It just the the scoring, they don't really know who to go to. Uh we know Siakam is their primary score, but like we all know, they're not he's not the score. Exactly. Um, you know, you have Van Vliet who can, hey, on a good day, he'll give you 30. But what's really telling is the length of Boston versus Toronto. Van Vliet and Laurie is you know, they're on the short side. Uh Siakam and Gasol and Ibaka really are their they're long people. So when you even look at, you know, uh the way they defend they defend Boston defends, that tells a lot that impacts the game a lot if you have long arms and you're able to get in lanes and and deflect and and be active that that can do a lot in a game so um i'm looking at boss's length uh i didn't honestly i didn't realize how long they are between uh tatum tatum and and jalen jalen is he's a beast on defensive end i'll be honest he he gets in the passing lanes smart the flopper himself he's uh he, he knows how to get get his calls um, so they, they look more formidable, formidable than we thought versus Toronto. Uh, you know, I still got questions with them, but as far as this series, um, they're definitely, they definitely look in more inferior based on, you know, how they defend their schemes right now. And on the fact that Toronto just, they don't know where to go for like who going to get them 30? Like, they don't have that guy to just, hey, give me the rock. I'll get you 30, 35, and uh, I'm going to take you home, take, take the game home. Um, <clears throat> I'm a, I'm going to give my, my quick spiel before I let Abe go off because he's going to go off. There, there was a, a prediction given on the Full Court Press podcast that, Abe, you were going to show up with, with a, 
a half of a broom because you're halfway there to that good sweep. Um, here's the thing about Toronto. Everyone was juiced about Toronto in the regular season. And, you know, for good reason, you know, man, if you don't, if you don't get out of here for good reason, they should be. Here's the thing about the Raptors, though. It's the regular season, folks. The thing to watch and remember is that the playoffs is a whole different season. The playoffs is a new season. And as excited as I was, I wasn't surprised by what the Raptors did in the regular season. But in my brain, and I think I said this back on our episode when we had our friend of the show, Jeff Jay on, when Emmanuel was predicting that the Raptors would win the East and be in the NBA Finals. The Raptors don't have that man in the playoffs anymore. There, there are two players right now in the game that I do not bet against in the playoffs, and that is one LeBron, Raymond James, and one Kawhi, Killer Claw Leonard. Okay, I don't bet against those two in the playoffs, and that's the missing piece right now for Toronto. Toronto, as currently constructed, is not a bad team. They right. have good pieces. Yeah, okay, no, you, you got you got a Fred Van Fleet who's continuing to ride the wave that started last year in the postseason. You have. Uh, Siakam but remember this is Siakam's first season being the man and he was already coming off of a you know most improved player type of season so he's he's trying to get his bearings on what this thing looks like and he doesn't have necessarily a vet next to him who's been the eh, Marcus all but who's been the man to say listen this is what it looks like to be the man right yeah I think Kobe would have been a great mentor for him in that kind of role Um, you have a, a Kyle Lowry who I've never been a fan of and will continue to not be a fan of okay really? i've never been a fan of kyle lowry he, 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 me neither, honestly me neither until maybe two years ago i but, still no no okay. no the only lowry i like in my life is that season song season okay season. That's, that's it that's it that's it and then uh let's not forget og Ananobi was injured most of last year True. Uh, he's a great solid yeah. wing okay and then of course uh off the bench you can't forget about guys like norman powell um oh can't forget about their bigs uh, Marcus Saul and Serge Ibaka, like they've got great pieces. They, they just need that one central piece. Listen, ah, ah, my friend, Masai Ujiri, my brother. Listen, you've done it once. I believe you can do it again. We don't, y'all don't need Drake to recruit. You need Masai Ujiri to continue doing what he's doing. And I think that's why that 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 bump lawsuit, okay, coming out of Frisco. All right, is is going against Masai Ujiri because they're trying to stop this man from building again up north. Either way, I I would I said six to be safe, but I think it's going to be a gentleman sweep. The Celtics are doing exactly what they should do. I'll put it like that: exactly what they should do. Folks was counting out Tatum last season because he had an off year. We are so fickle as people. Let me tell you, so fickle as people. I didn't count out Tatum, okay? I've been on Tatum train since the Auno, okay? The Celtics are doing what they need to do. The only thing they actually need to do is go ahead and let Taco Fall play. Because if he does, that'll be the the missing link that they need to make a real title run. Oh. Look, need the big man. so... um. I appreciate I appreciate the recognition. I appreciate the praise. I even appreciate the shade, you know. I appreciate even the shade. But uh look, the thing about this situation is I was surprised. 
that I'm surprised that we're up 2-0. I was talking to the homie Eli in the group chat that we have, and, you know, they were like, yo, who do you guys think was going to win um, the, the day of that game? So we had that game and also the Denver-Utah game. And I was like, look, as a fan, I'm going to say Celtics, but objectively, I don't see Toronto coming out like they did game one. If we expect as if Celtics expect Toronto to play the way they did game one, we're going to get smacked in the mouth in game two. So I was definitely caught off guard when I saw how we were playing. I saw that, yeah, we were up at half, like, you know, a solid half, a lot of careless turnovers in, in game two, for sure. But, you know, we, 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 we matched up to their level. And then the third quarter happened. And we went from being up three to all of a sudden down 12. And I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> like, all right, this is this is where Toronto can really send it, send it away, can even up the series right here. And then the heart and soul of the team, Marcus, Marcus Smart from Oklahoma State. <clears throat> he just decided to turn into Steph or Seth, doesn't matter. He decided to turn into a curry and went five of five. He, we were legit down 12. He scored the next 12 points off of threes <laughs> and immediately tied up the game in the blink of an eye. Like, it was crazy. It was crazy. And so I'm watching. I'm like, first of all, you know, if you know me, you know I criticize Marcus Smart. Yes, he's the heart and soul of the team. He brings us the energy, the hustle, the defense. Yes, he's a solid playmaker for us. But he leaves a lot to be desired when it comes to his offensive game. And so before the fourth quarter, my man's was one for 9,068. So I'm looking at him full shooting threes like, please don't do it again. We're down 12. Like, don't fall into this rut of, hey, I need to chuck up threes. And he, he, he pulled up and hit the first one. And I'm like, okay, all right, smart. Nice that you hit that three. Don't do it again. Please just pass off the ball. And I'm watching. I'm like, pass it, pass. He pulls up for another one. I'm like, yo, please. Okay, you made that too. Uh, don't do it again. Don't. You're, you're feeling yourself. You're going to keep chucking them up. Please don't do that because you're going to start bricking. Then he makes the third one in a row. And I'm like, all right, you know what? At this point, just do whatever you want, Marcus. I don't care no more. I don't, I don't care. You tied up the game. I'm over it. And it was a beautiful game because uh, Greg mentioned something. The way our rotations uh, work, the communication – and the first half, our communication was off because OG Ananobi was was balling right uh, for the first three quarters. He was getting to, I mean, he was getting to the basket on Jalen on on Robert Williams. He was utilizing his spin moves, utilizing his speed. But then he just started going dummy in the fourth because he fouled Smart on his and one three, which was one of the five threes he hit in that fourth. Then he fouled Kemba, who was cold. Kemba was two of fourteen. He fouled Kemba on the three point attempt. And helped he contributed to us climbing back and uh, taking the lead. But the way that we played defense in that fourth quarter, like, yo, Toronto thought they had shots open. It's like, nope, closeout was right there. Constant moving of players. And we have, like Cecil mentioned, we have the size and the length where we can match up with one through five if we have to switch or if we have to rotate. It's not a problem. Marcus Smart on Ibaka, you know, normally people would be like, oh, that's – Ibaka take that, but versus Marcus Smart, <laughs> we saw Embiid try it a couple of times, and Embiid is a way better center than Ibaka. 
It's just like, yo, we have that versatility. I mean, we know Kemba Walker isn't a great defender, but if you've been watching these these bubble games, and especially if you've been watching the playoffs, Kemba has been working hard on the defensive end, fighting over screens, making sure he's in front of his defender. So I'm 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 hyped for that. You know, shout out to the Celtics. I thought we would win in seven. Yo, if we get a sweep or a gentleman's sweep, dog. <laughs> At this point, we go to the finals. <laughs> like I don't care no more. We go to the finals. Marcus Smart is Finals MVP, point blank. Whoa, you you've had way too many lucky charms. Uh, Gordon Hayter, Celtics, never come back to this rotation. Raptors. <laughs> well, and here's the thing about Gordon Hayward. Kill all that noise. Kill all that noise. No, 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 no. Here's the it, thing about it, Gordon Hayward. It, it, Whoa, it, I wasn't going. No, if you, if you hold on, it, let it, me finish. No, no, no. Let, no, me, no. Fi- okay. let me finish. <laughs> it is my time right now. Shine. Hey, I, sit I, down. I Do you want me to? I, I'm sitting down. Continue. Okay. I am as well. But I just yeah. want to say this. Okay. For those who believe that we don't need Gordon Hayward, you need to understand that Gordon Hayward's uh, importance to the team isn't just the buckets he gets. He is a solid playmaker for us. He has been every time he plays. And he's a good defender. He helps. He gives us length as well. He gives us that additional length that we need to, to move the ball, to get boards, to facilitate, to score. We need that. And that third quarter, if anything, that third quarter alone showed you how how badly we needed someone like that to give us a bucket. Because, again, up until the fourth quarter, Kemba was 2 of 14. My man couldn't buy a bucket. He It was free 99, and he still couldn't afford it. We don't have those issues if we have Hayward. Like, how, how many teams can boast that they have 15-plus – they have four-plus people who can give you 15-plus a night? How many teams can say that? Not many in the league. Miami can't. Miami only has two or three people that average 15 plus. The Lakers only have two people. Damn, man. The Mavericks only have two people. Let him continue. Let him continue. Who are, who are, how much is huh? Kuzma? Uh, 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 keep talking. Keep talking. Ron and AD are the point getters of that squad. We already know that. Okay. Not many teams can boast having that much depth and that much offensive depth in the league. There are teams that have better overall star power because, again, AD LeBron combo. Like, what? What more can you ask? Russ Harden. What you know? That's firepower at the wazoo. But ours is more spread out. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, about your Gordon Hayward. Uh, Rob, Robbie doesn't like what you're talking. I wasn't even gonna bash Gordon Hayward. See? No, I know you weren't. This was okay. more to Cecil's comment oh. saying, no, no, no. It's like, no, I had to. I had to interject. Listen, like, no. I still Listen. say, like, they play Listen. better without him. Hey. You don't watch Celtics games then. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't. They play way better. Here, here is here. here. I think it's a two-sided coin with Gordon, Gordon Hayward. I think the, the thing that derailed Gordon Hayward, and this is why people – you know, to Robbie's point, talking about team chemistry, this is why I think people feel a type of way about Gordon Hayward. Let's not forget, Gordon Hayward's first game with the Celtics has a season-ending injury, essentially, right? And then Brad Stevens' last season basically tried to force-feed him into the rotation. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. This dude, Gordon Hayward, is is a baller. This dude, Gordon Hayward, went from, we all know that kid, right? The little the, 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 the little kid of a, of a more vanilla complexion who show up at, you know, the, the City League, all he can do is shoot jumpers, and you're like, oh, okay, cool, he cute. But mm. this dude, Gordon Hayward, in three, in two or three seasons, transformed himself 
into an all-around hooper, Mr. Steal Your Girl. Like, he he hit the weight room. He improved his game. He, he's able to score at all three levels, doing his thing. And then he left Utah. He left Utah, okay, and which I think was not smart, okay? He shouldn't have left Utah. But what he brings to the table for Boston is definitely something needed. I think it's, it's a good veteran glue piece as well for them. I think uh, Brad Stevens needs to just figure out a better way to incorporate him into the team instead of force feeding, which I think he's done a better job of this season. This season, absolutely. He's done I agree. agree. You got to understand, last season, first of all, no one should ever talk to me about team chemistry because that's Ooh. what makes the Celtics run. Ooh. It's all about team chemistry. We don't do well if it's just one guy. We've never had that mindset. Team chemistry is vital. And here's the thing. Last season, team chemistry was so off-kilter. Agreed. I mean, Agreed. We had, not, we had Kyrie not really feeling it and Kyrie having his issues with the locker room. We had Rozier thinking that he was more important than Kyrie. <laughs> we had Jalen Brown was Jalen Brown was definitely not happy last season. We had Horford who's like, yo, I don't know what's really going on. Team chemistry was such an issue last year, but there's one constant throughout that whole thing. Everybody on that team stressed the importance of trying to get Hayward going. Kyrie endorsed the fact that, yo, we should force feed Hayward. Stevens did it. Other players on that team wanted us to force feed Hayward. Steven, we had too many mouths to feed. And team chemistry was so off that it didn't even matter. It couldn't work. But this year, what's different is that the team makeup, completely different. I'm not saying – I'm not going to sit here and say Kemba is better than uh, Kyrie. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. But what I'm saying is that Kemba is a different leader. Kemba is that silent person. He's that humble leader. He's the one that meshes well with us. Because if you look at it, our team has definitely matured compared to last year. They've matured. And as a result, that's why we're this team chemistry is way better. Tatum it come yo, a long way. After game one, one of the reporters asked Tatum, So, um, how do you guys feel about this year compared to last year? And Tatum's like, Damn, we just won a game. Why are we bringing up last year? Last year, we were a totally different team. Exactly. Hell yeah, we was. We was a totally exactly. different team. Right. Last so, year was a long time ago. So, Stevens <laughs> has done a much better job of incorporating Hayward. It's just unfortunate that, like, when you look at us, IT. Kyrie, Hayward, we've had them ever since they've left their respective teams to come to us. It's just been injury issues. And it's, 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 and especially in the case of Gordon Hayward, it's just been freak in, in, injury issues because that first one was a freak accident. And then ever since then, it was nothing, it was no longer the same. But this year, when Hayward plays, he has helped us tremendously. Emmanuel, I'm going to let you say your piece and no, then we're going to move. I'm just gonna say one thing. I just wish that Gordon Hayward would hit that half court shot and was that Butler against that team from Durham. Career would have been changed forever. <laughs> Butler did what? Don't listen to him. He bitter. He bitter. soup is what you are eating. Eh? That's what. Yeah. So. <laughs> I th what what do we have this series going? Gentlemen sweep. I got a gentleman sweep. What do you got? Gentlemen sweep. I, I, got six. Six. Uh, I feel so uncomfortable saying the sweep or or I want you to say, I want you to say, I want you to say it. Go and say it. I'm still thinking seven because I, I still believe this Toronto. That's what I like about these these the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Mm -hmm. These teams boast depth. And they're all very similar to each other in terms of how of terms of chemistry and how they play the game. 
mm-hmm. where various differences, of course, no team has a Giannis, no team has a Butler, no team has a Tatum, no team has the overall cohesiveness of a Toronto. And I feel like Toronto is probably the deepest team out of the four. But, yo, I'm, I'm not convinced that Toronto is getting swept. I, I, some, something can't, it's telling me like, yo, don't, don't buy into a sweep because. You got seven. Okay. You got seven. <laughs> I still got seven. I still okay. got seven. You got seven. So we got, we got fives and, and a seven, a seven from the, the man who, I think you're just afraid of, of, of jinxing your team. That's what it is. I got that's also, that's also I, part of it. I'm not, I'm yeah. not about to. <laughs> briefly, briefly, let's briefly touch on uh, the game seven matchup that just happened yesterday. Yes. Uh, Jazz and Nuggets. Not, we're not going to go too far in depth. Like I said, the full court press crew, they knocked it out the part today with that. But my question is this, okay? We saw an all-time great duel between two young guns who were going to be in this league for a minute, barring some kind of injury, knock on wood. Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, who do you guys see as having the higher upside and having the better career in the long term? Oh, he said he didn't even hesitate. Um, Donovan. After this series, Donovan, for sure. Um, And not because of what happened in the series. I think this heartbreak is will change the trajectory of how he develops for the rest of his career. Um, They just offered, or they're going to, they're going to offer him an extension. Um, So he's going to get paid. But I think aside from money, the fact that he felt this, like his first real heartbreak in the playoffs like this, going seven games, losing a series down, you know, you up 3-1 and you lose the series. Yeah, this going, this, this, he's for sure. Um, but Jamal Murray is going to be right there. I'm not, I'm not discrediting him at all. He's he's right. not he's not going to just fall off like that. But when it comes to just to answer your question directly, Donovan Easley for me. Um, this this is fuel. Um, Jamal Murray also has that that swag in that game. I think the difference is coaches. Um, when you look at Snyder, he has more of a grind, more of a grit, and I think he'll also fuel Donovan. Where you look at Malone, he to me he just doesn't have that that grit um, to, to push Jamal like a Snyder would with uh, Donovan right now, at least when they have, at least in time they have the job right now. So Donovan for me. Um, well, the difference, hold on real quick. The difference between the two coaches though, is Mike Malone is a, I guess a legacy coach. Like his dad was a coach in the league, pretty well known Brendan Malone, but Quinn Snyder, um, didn't Quinn Snyder play college ball somewhere? Yeah, I believe, I I believe so. Though. I forgot the name, but he did coach at Missouri. No, no, but he played ball though too, didn't he? Uh, I believe so. I believe so. I'm trying to remember where Quinn Snyder played ball in college. Uh, where did he play ball? Oh, right. He played at Duke. Snyder? Didn't he play at Duke? Let me look it up. Let me. Let me uh, that, that team in. Uh, he Durham. played in Duke. That's yes. true. He played for the team in Durham. Yeah, yeah the team in Durham. That's Duke. right. Yeah, he did play for the team in Durham. That's right. Duke. That's right. Yeah, that's wow. Oh my, oh, my God. God. <laughs> wow. I asked the question intentionally knowing the answer. But anyhow, um, I, I think you, you have someone in a Quinn Snyder who's played the game as well. And there's something different when you got a dude who's uh, – who's played in the X's and O's and now is teaching the X's and O's. When I look at, when I look at career wise, here's the thing I think people miss. People slept on Donovan and gave up on Donovan after having a kind of a down year, just like they did with Tatum. 
plain and simple. What we saw from Donovan Mitchell is the same thing we saw from him in the playoffs two seasons ago when they, I mean, they real talk, they were really giving the Rockets a run for their money. Wasn't nobody on that Rockets team touching Donovan Mitchell. True. The only reason the Rockets, I fully believe it, won that series is when Donovan Mitchell got hurt. If yeah. not for that, honestly, they would have made that a real seven-game series and it would have been a nail-biter. And things might be a little bit different, okay? So, folks, don't sleep on Donovan Mitchell. Stop, no. stop sleeping on this man. Just stop. That's the, yeah. that's the crazy thing about it all is that stop. we saw the same thing his rookie year. That's it. Like, yeah. it, like you said. Him and Tatum had the same trajectory where they both had sophomore slumps. Yeah, that's but it. But for some reason, people and, you know, of course, I love the attention Tatum got. That's cool and all. But people forgot about Mitchell. Like, wait, Mitchell been doing this. Been <laughs> like, doing this. <laughs> let's not be a surprise. That's is more of a surprise. Yeah. yeah what's more so, so of a surprise is Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray averages 18 points for his, for his career. Yeah. You know, somewhere around 17, 18. He's averaged 18 like the last two, three seasons. For him to all of a sudden explode for 30-plus and a postseason is a, it's a big jump. And that jump, like you guys mentioned when it comes to the difference in coaching, that jump is more of like that internal grit yeah. that's within him. <laughs> he tapped into another, into another potential, a whole another level, yeah. and just went off. And he was like, I am not going to lose this. I'm going Because remember, they were down 3-1. Yep. And he just popped, popped off. Yeah. So in terms of who's going to have the, you know what, for me, I honestly say it's both for mm-hmm. obvious different reasons. Mitchell, he's been doing this and he has a coach that can help him further elevate. But Murray has that internal drive that can be just as impactful as having a, a mentor. He has that internal drive like, yo, he really tapped into a next level. Like for his career to continue to go on, of course, they tapped in. And the team has to further build around. You know, they have pieces. Yeah, they, they definitely the have pieces. pieces. So there's MPJ, potential. They can drop 30. They got both. But, that's coming. Yo, I'm saying both of them are going to have great careers. Mitchell, I'm glad that people are finally giving him his love. Because, right. like, I don't Murray. know why they, they left after sophomore his sophomore year. But Murray is definitely going to be sleeping. So yeah. are we Shout out to the, oh, God. these five. These five faces. Will these, will these five be the faces of the NBA in about three, four years, you have Spider Mitchell, Murray, Trey, Luca, and Tatum. Um, I'm going to take Trey age? off that list unless Trey gets traded. Ooh, really? I'll take Trey off that list. Yeah, and replace him with who? Imani Bates. Shut up. You Greg, Greg, I said what I said. I said what I said, Greg. He said, I but here, here, I'll say this though so about Trey, um, it, it's and it's not, it's not that Trey is Trey. Okay, Josiah just pointed it out. Something that Abe just said: internal drive. Like Trey doesn't have that. Trey is just Trey is Trey is uh is is Steph Curry light. He's diet Steph well, Curry. He's Steph just faces he's the Steph, NBA. I'm Steph, not, I'm not really Steph Curry about zero. You don't really hear kids talking about Trey like that though. Like Trey, I don't see Trey getting that push like that. I will give him time because for him the team makeup matters. I think he. The I think I think Trey either needs yes. to revamp that team yeah. or he gets traded. That's I, that's the only way I see him I being like a face but of the league. Huh. I honestly think that in the next five years, the face of the league won't be limited to that to that group. 
I feel like we have, and I, lo- I love the fact that this generation is so athletic and so gifted. We got Taco the next Fall. Five, hey, <laughs> if he becomes a face of the league, like, I don't even care if he don't even touch the floor. If he's hey, that much of an icon where he's just off the court, he all healthy. that stuff, bet. Right. But within MPJ the next five needs to years, stay healthy and stay off He stay healthy. The way he's the, playing the, the play span of athletes was, was... that come in the next five years, yo, we're going to have a whole roster, several rosters full of just – Phenomenal right. talent that is going to be able to elevate the game. I don't. There will be certain players that stand out above the rest, like Luca. Undeniably, is one of them. Yes, Luca already is standing out above the rest. Uh, Zion is off the hype. He has the potential to to stay up there if he can get healthy and yeah. and whatnot. Tatum is on his way there, but there are others who are just like yo. When you think about it, you're like, yo, man, they they ballers, they ballers. Random so I feel question. like this this era is very different. There's just there's more, there's more variety. Random Hashtag. question, kind of related. Does Hashtag. Zach Levine hit his ceiling? He's like, he's like, no, he just needs to get the heck up out of uh 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 the windy city. Uh, I will uh, put uh, him in in that discussion in the next maybe four three four years if he continues to go, if he continues to soar as he's been doing. The past maybe two years, maybe it's a big maybe. That's why I said, did he hit his ceiling, or is there more? He didn't hit his ceiling. I just don't see. He's not the man, though. He's not going to be on a team and be the man. He's going to be a a heck of a Robin, a heck of a. a, a, What years? What years? What what uh year is this for him? I think it's his his fourth year. Fifth. Oh, he's fifth. At least it's fifth. Okay. Yeah, once this is fifth. So yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I, I. Moral of the story, kids. Murray, Mitchell, they in there. Side note, because you mentioned, Abe, that Murray averages like 17, 18 a game. In the fourth quarter of the the last – of four of the last five games of the series, he was averaging 19 in the fourth quarter like on on almost 60% from the, the field. Bubble. Yeah, that, the, the bubble. The bubble, bubble. is bringing out – has brought out the best. And I think for two things, though, as well, it shows you the guys who – who you know, if you drop him down to 24-hour fitness or lifetime fitness, they're going to ball because they don't care about fans or a crowd. But number two, you don't have to worry about the rigors of traveling across country exactly. or across the state. Yeah. You can tr- you can have a one-night game, a one night turnaround time and be good to go because you're just going to the hotel. It's, it's yeah. a giant AAU tournament. That's all it is. Which is why, to be honest, I wonder whether we should further implement the bubble process because mm-hmm. I know Adam they're, they're, don't like it. they're being <laughs> critiqued. There's, there's definitely a lot of logistical issues such as fans. I mean, I don't want to erase fans from attending the games because that's a fun experience. But you look at just the level of competitive play, you're just like, dang, like <laughs> – the level of competitive play offensively has increased. Some people say, like, yo, no defense is being played in the bubble, but it comes down to which teams you're watching. Like, exactly. you're you're able to see which teams are truly defensive teams and which teams are just, like, defensive on paper. You look at Toronto. I mean, look, I go back to that game. Regardless of Toronto being down 2-0, you see how active they are with their hands? I don't care how short Lowry and Van Vliet are. They are so active on the court, flying around Hands just always interrupting the amount of steals that Van Vliet has had in the past two games. Like, <laughs> you know which teams are really about defense and which teams aren't. So I appreciate, I appreciate the level of competitiveness. Def. Yes. We're, we're, oh, go ahead. You say something. No, I was, I was, uh, was going to say, the next five years, Imani Bates over everybody. Hashtag. Man, somebody. <laughs> Hashtag. 
<laughs> you don't need to be drug tested again. Anyhow, uh, we got one more game seven on the docket tonight. And this is this is a game seven that I wanted. I don't know if I said it even on the show earlier in the when you know when the NBA schedule is announced, or maybe I said it on full court press in the early days of full court press, you know. But the storyline behind this right here, you got the trade that went down in the offseason. They end up playing each other first round of the playoffs, four or five seed. And you take it to a game seven? Yeah. The, the Rockets and the Thunder? Come on, somebody. This is a game seven I, I, I we need. This is the game seven that well, 2020 there, needs. There is a conspiracy theory going on. Here we go. And that was posted. And they said that if Houston wins, they will play the Lakers, of course. Of course. And that actually is going to affect TV ratings in a bad way because remember they're banned in China because of the remarks. Oh yeah, the thanks a lot. They're immoral. <laughs> that yeah, has yeah. made, and so that hurts TV ratings. And on top of that, Scott Foster is slated to officiate tonight's game seven. So, yeah. Side uh, note: Scott Foster. In case you don't know, last yeah. ever I'm not games. saying. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm not saying that I believe conspiracy theories, but this right here. But I'm not saying I don't disbelieve this one. <laughs> no, this one is too, a lot this, of this craziness is, has happened in 2020, where everything's wow. on the table. Listen, yeah. last seven Rockets yeah, playoff yes. games that Scott Foster's officiated, the Rockets have lost. Last nine playoff oh, games God. that Chris Paul has played in with a Scott Foster officiating, he's lost. So combined, last 16 games that someone China on is the wild these sides have played. China might be the wild card. Maybe China's paying Scott Foster. I don't know. All I know is it's going to be crazy. This game going to be crazy. And here's what my my prediction is. Who's out there in the full court press group? I really, uh, as first of all, I got to give Chris Paul some roses. As much as I dislike Chris Paul, and I've disliked him for a while just because I felt like he's a dirty player, uh, I give him his roses. Coming to a team that everybody expected to tank and be a lottery team and to take them yes. to, to a fifth seed. Uh, and to take a three guard lineup, they run a three guard lineup to close out the game yes. essentially, and they make it look good. Okay, three, you don't see three guard lineups except for like in college, but they over here making it look real good. Right. Dennis Schrader, another guy people have been sleeping on. I've always liked Dennis Schrader's game. Right. He's always had that swag. Yeah. If you if you look back at his life story, um, he was adopted, and yeah. after me, you know, going through that and and learning to play ball and and all of that. He's he's always had that chip on his shoulder, and then of course, of course, Sean Lowry's you know son, the notorious SGA, um, doing what he does. It's been great to watch those three in their chemistry. Um, but is, I I, I yeah. really believe I really believe. Okay, I believe this game is going to be not a coming out party for James Harden, but I think it's going to be one of those games where James Harden silences the haters. Um, and if James does what oh, he does, he the fire because Twitter get, is ready. <laughs> yeah, he he. If he comes out like a flamethrower, and, and they lose. Yeah, and the, and between him and Russell Westbrook, they don't end up with double digit turnovers. I think it's gonna well, be. I think they're gonna. They're do gonna thing. get double. They're gonna. Combine they're gonna do their have thing. But here's my X factor for the game. My X factor for the game, just player wise, and throwing this out there, Air Gordon, and I rest. Uh, my expectations for this game is. Um, and I disagree with you in the sense of even if Harden balls out, he still won't quiet the haters. They'll be like, well, y'all shouldn't have gone to seventh in the first round anyway. Like, y'all good struggling. Like, let's see you do that versus LeBron and the Lakers. 
you know, haters will always make, will always move the goalposts back and back and back to make a point. They will only stay quiet, even if, God forbid, because I don't want this to happen, but God forbid. If the if Harden leads the Rockets to the finals and wins the finals, the haters will be like, hey, they played in a bubble, so it's yeah, just corona. So automatically, he won't, yeah. he can't win. He's in a lose-lose regardless. But in my opinion, I think that the Rockets will win tonight because I had them winning the series, just like I had Denver winning the series originally, even though Denver went down 3-1. But um, I think that we got to keep in mind, Russ is on minutes restrictions, and we need them to just get on the same page. If they're on the same page, they are as dynamic an offensive duo as Luka and KPR. They are as, as awesome a threat offensively as AD and Braun are. So I think Rockets win it. I don't think it'll be as uh, wall-to-wall as Denver-Utah was. I think this one we just gonna see it's gonna the ball gonna be flying. Yeah. It's gonna be high scoring. Cause I was surprised. I was talking to the homie Rob. Fourth quarter, 10 minutes left. I'm like, yo, it is 68. It's like no 65-64. Then I'm I'm playing video games, you know, doing my thing. I turn back. I'm like 47 seconds left. Yo, they scored a combined 20 points in that 10 minutes fan. What is going on? Like yeah. they not even gonna break a hundred. This is crazy. So I think this one's definitely going to be more high scoring. But as you said, kudos to to Chris Paul for what he's been able to do this whole season in the OKC. Um, I honestly thought that his career was going to he he was going there to die. You know, uh, career his career was going off there to die, and I was just like, it's it's quiet for him. And nah, he's been the reason they've been consistent. He's been the reason they won a lot of games they were losing. He has been Mister Fourth Quarter for them. Yo. We know that we know Chris Paul can have his heroics. You remember the a uh, couple years ago against the Spurs when he eliminated the Spurs off a bum hamstring. Oh, that Jay, he that step back one legged Jay, he hit over Tim Duncan. We know he can do it, but uh, you know, I feel like Russ and Harden finally get it together and get that dub. Man, I got OKC uh winning tonight, and uh, this is gonna be. Mike D'Antoni's last game as a Houston Rocket coach. Hopefully, regardless of win or loss, like get him out of here. I think he will be gone, and he will coach the Pelicans. Yes, (laughs) he's gonna coach the Pelicans. That man gonna run Zion's good knees. Why do why do we water him in Nola? Why you want that? Why you want to do that to Zion? Eh? Hey, make that big boy run. Exactly that part. <laughs> Come on, man! Don't be disrespectful. And that tell part. him, hey, don't oh, ever play defense again. That's it. That's it. None of you play defense. I so, forbid it. So we got, got we Houston. got three. We yeah, we got three for Houston, and then one weirdo over here talking about OKC. God bless you. God bless you, Emmanuel. He money to OKC. Oh, here he goes. He did. So game seven tonight. It's gonna be good. I'm excited to see it. Uh, real quick, I gotta ask this question. We gonna we gonna dip like t- dip our toe into the NFL, and then we gonna go to this rumor mill real quick. Yes. What the heck's going on with the Jacksonville Jaguars? What in the world? <laughs> a reckoning. Hashtag tank for Lawrence. That's it. Uh, it's not even a tank for Lawrence. It's you look at you look at the last two three seasons. Remember the Jacksonville team that lost to uh, Pittsburgh 
yeah. and the playoffs. Yeah. How solid that Jacksonville defense was that entire regular season. Ain't nobody there no more. All the stars are gone. Nobody. And the craziest thing, all the stars are gone and they're relieved. They're happy. They're ecstatic. They've yeah. been wanting out for a while. Dog, what does that tell you? We already knew that they had issues. Hence why they fired Tom Coughlin, because apparently Tom Coughlin was one of them, but he wasn't the sole perpetrator of the issues. It's more of a Jacksonville culture thing. Right. So, to me, it's just like, yo, Jacksonville, you are not a, a desired destination at all. Y'all don't know what y'all doing. Look at the amount of potential y'all wasted because organization couldn't get on the same page with the players. No one who has left Jacksonville and been like, you know what? I miss being on that team. I wish that team luck. No, it's like, yo, to the city of Jacksonville, I love y'all. To yeah. the team, my homies that are still there, and I feel sorry for you. Um, catch on the flip side is the grass is definitely greener on the other side. I'm out. Like, yo, it's ridiculous. Jacksonville, Duval, <laughs> y'all need to get y'all thing together. Y'all team is atrocious. Oh, it's bad. Well, it's official that the Patriots are interested in uh, Fournette. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots trying to add their thousandth running back. Okay? Son, yeah, the you... Patriots are about to get Cam Newton and Leonard Fournette for free. They didn't have to give up for anything. Free. For free. <laughs> free. <laughs> I don't want to hear anybody complain about the Patriots anymore. No, we're letting no them more. get stuff for free. No more. Like, no. No one is stopping them from making these moves. I don't want to hear conspiracies. It. I don't want to hear nothing. Oh, man, Bill Belichick. <laughs> even No. No. Y'all out here giving – you. Think about the players that have just passed through the Patriots over the past couple of seasons. You know, the, they end up with a Cam Newton. They had uh, 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 A.B., okay, you getting Leonard Fournette. Well, well, even even though they didn't the win it all with Randy Moss, the fact that we still let them get Randy yeah, Moss. Yeah, come on, man. Like, I don't want to hear no more. I don't, I don't care anymore. <laughs> no one this is, is stopping Yes, Greg, that was for the low. They got him for Bro, the low. I feel like, I feel like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like when I go to a thrift store, okay? I be coming up at thrift stores. Listen, y'all, I be coming up, okay? That's what it feels like. I feel like the the, the Patriots out here thrifting. They thrifting for players and getting stuff on the low. The low. And they maximize on draft picks and compensation picks so they can build depth on their roster. Listen, this is, listen, this is, this is a continued Y'all need to give Bill Belichick his roses as an exec, okay? Not as a coach, not just as a coach, but seriously as an exec. This man is getting it done and it's frustrating me. It's frustrating me. Shout out, though, to my Minnesota Vikings for uh, committing felony larceny and getting Yannick from the uh, from the Jags. OK, I woke up on Sunday morning and it had put a smile on my face. Apart from the fact that it was the Lord's Day, I looked and I seen that we got, oh, we got Yannick, boy, and we ain't announced there's nothing. Yo, yo. You got Yannick for six mil less than Jacksonville was, bro, was willing bro. to give him. Come on, man. That tells you how much these players wanted out, out of Jacksonville. Out. Listen. He left six mil on the table. He was like, I don't want it. It's not worth six. it. I don't, I don't want it. After yeah, that back and forth he had with the, with the owner's son, now. with Tony Khan, I was like, yeah, this man, he wants out by any means necessary. He was on his Malcolm X by any means necessary. Get me out of here. I mean, look, we give Bill O'Brien crap for uh for shipping off Hopkins for, for free, of course. But that whole organization, Jacksonville. You. Like we need, we need to, we need to put them under a microscope and give them that same energy because that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. The cons, the cons are getting the same energy from us. Manuel, what's good? Trevor Lawrence <laughs> over everybody. Man, okay, okay. Go to the rumor mill. <laughs> <laughs> 
was popping. Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshing. I'ma spend this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top 10. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, to the rumor mill, I'm gonna start with the NBA. That 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 All the time. We'll start the NBA. Uh, I don't know if you guys know uh, Greg Popovich. He put his mansion on for sale over in San Antonio. Oh, he gone. Uh, and I, I I believe he's gonna coach the Nets. I wow, really he's just gonna leave a hundred years with the Spurs like that. Well, uh, if I'm not mistaken, don't the uh, uh, Nets have a, a former Spurs front office guy who's a GM currently? Yeah, uh, Sean is it? Marks, not right? May. Marks. There you go. Yeah, Marks. Yeah. Marks. yeah. So they. So it's, it seems like there's a level of comfortability there in terms with him. Uh, there, I I definitely see this happening, and he's probably the the only coach that could probably check, you know, in terms of egos with Kyrie and KD. I mean, it's, it's the unfortunate. At this point, I mean, Brady left. Brady's in Tampa Bay now. Rivers is in Indy of all places at this point. Pop leaving San Antonio, like, I'm not even going to count it out. I'm not. Like, <laughs> we've had too many legacy players, coaches, like icons leave their franchises for elsewhere. So if people think Pop is leaving, I'm not going to argue with him. I'm going to just be like, all right. I think, and I think I can say DeRozan will be gone. Aldridge will for sure be gone. I think they're uh, they're talking about trades anyway with them. Exactly. I think Spurs yeah. are in a reboot. I'm over LaMarcus Aldridge. Forget him. Go back to Portland. Yeah. So, 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 and I forgot to bring this one full court press. I think Aldridge should go back to Portland. I think him and Nurkic in that front court. That would be crazy. It's going be, to be something that they need, you know. Nice. It's gonna be something that they need, boy. I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't even know why I'm talking like this, but I'm just saying. White side who? <laughs> White side got no motor, bro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm this next one. I'm just gonna add my two cents to it. I, uh, Cecil already brought it up in terms of with the Jazz finalizing a max uh, contract for Donovan Mitchell. Uh, me personally, uh, I think he should leave Utah. The because what free agents have Damn, to attract? <laughs> You should just leave. Leave Utah. The only chance Utah has down the line is that they nail their draft picks. Yo. I well, mean, I'm not against it. I mean, we look at think- Utah and what they did. When they added Mike Conley, I thought this team was going to take a step forward. But and Mike they Conley, didn't. Injury. Mike Conley was was, injury was off. Them. Yeah, He's they injured. didn't. And this postseason, like, just showed, like, yo, Ma- Mitchell gave this series his all, but Do they, <laughs> they blew a 3 one lead. Low-key, though, that first, what was that, game or two, when they were hooping, Bogdanovich was in the lineup as well. Folks, folks got to give Bogdanovich's credit. Realistically, the Jazz do need another solid wing because that was what Bogdanovich is. You give them another solid wing, I think it makes up for uh, some of the – some of their deficiencies, when they want to play defense, they play defense and lock down. The reason why that score was well. so low in that game, in game seven, was because both sides, apparently they heard uh, Charles yeah. Barkley wolfing it. Ooh, 
okay, let's lock down. So Donovan Mitchell clamping down. This dude uh, uh, going into the fourth corner, Jamal Murray only had, I think it was 13. Like yeah. He had 13. He was getting, 13, his yeah. shooting percentage was in the dumps. So I think if the Utah can get another solid wing, bless the lamb. If not, I mean, you can ship the spider out of Utah. I, I'm sure he would look good in, in Laker purple and gold. And not, even a play, and not even a playmaker, just a playmaker that can say, hey, I give, don't worry about a spider. I can drop 30. Like, Bogdanovich. The problem is, like, yeah, Bogdanovich was definitely, but how how many players can you say, how many playmakers are there that, that can say that that would be available for them, you know? That can I'm be not like, saying hey, that, I will I, drop 30. Just period. They just need that. I don't know who. Yeah, no, I'm but, saying that. How, who, who, how many players like that are available anyway? I don't. It's well, tough. In this class is like, limited. It's very limited. Yeah, it's but. it's it's tough. You know, they just, I mean, maybe reconstruct the roster a little bit. The Conley addition, it had its moments, but it definitely did not meet the expectations that I thought it would meet. Right. Um, it does suck that Bajanovic opted out because likely they most they will close out the series if if Mitchell had him. Um, so I, I that's why I don't want to yeah, say exactly fine. leave. But you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if he makes a, a a change in his career for sure. I don't think he's gonna spend his entire career in Utah at all. I, I think he leaves. Uh, now one NBA executive believes that the Greek freak will go to Miami. Also, Brian Scalabrini, I believe he works for Yahoo Sports. Uh, I actually met him in uh, 2018 All Star Weekend. AKA in Michael Rappaport. <laughs> uh, he believes that Dallas has a fair shot to get the Greek freak uh, in free agency. So uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? The European <laughs> Union. Um, look, I don't – it would help him. And it would actually be otherworldly to have Luka, uh, Giannis, and mind you, they need KP to be healthy. Right now, KP is – carrying that injury prone label label on his glass you looking glassy below yeah. below so um if healthy that's a nice trio in Dallas I right. mean they they boast they they boost their defensive capabilities by far by adding Giannis but then just the offensive weapons you're basically giving the playmaker like Luca you're giving him uh, uh another presence in the paint who can bulldoze and get you buckets and look we people criticize that Giannis is not the closer in Milwaukee. He he isn't. He isn't the closer. I'm not looking to him to score that game winning bucket because he has. You know what? You know what the script will be with him. You put him on Dallas. They already have their closer in Luca. Well, Luca is going to be their closer. He is going to keep developing as their closer. That takes a lot of pressure off Giannis because you bring that attention to Luca. Hey, Giannis will be open to take two steps from the three point line all the way to the hoop. It'll work. I don't know if it happens though, because it just seems so right. Like it seems dirty to me. With the type of game Giannis has, he needs a point guard. So Dallas would be the the sensible destination. Uh with Miami, you gotta look at Pat Riley. Pat Riley's probably looking at him right now as we speak and saying, hmm, does this guy fit our fabric? Because they they care a lot about their personality as a team. And you got to look at if does Giannis fit that tough, competitive, you know, team play type style that they have versus Dallas. You know, they got a point guard, and that's what Giannis needs. In Milwaukee, I think that's the weak spot that Milwaukee just 
the, the way their offense is set up, they don't really have that point guard that can direct traffic in that sense. So I don't see him really going anywhere, honestly. But if there was a team, I will probably see him in Dallas. Um, just don't send him to Golden State, please. Don't just do don't do it, please. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I yeah. beg, please. If if they, I feel if they don't win a title this year, I think he lose. I think he's that. Oh, this would be devastating. He he. I this think is, he. I gone. think he he gonna dribble and bounce, and he gonna take. Then he then is, yeah, it's done because they yeah. not go. They not winning the finals. <laughs> they are not winning the finals. Well, Milwaukee's not making it to the finals. I mean, not when he giving up as defensive player of the year. Getting a forty piece drop. All right. on him. Nah. First of all, let's Jimmy's let's let us let us address that. Let's get no. Let's 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 address it from a. Let's address it. <laughs> Jimmy did not draw drop forty on Bingo Giannis's head because Just like Giannis Kobe didn't drop eighty one on Jalen Rose. <laughs> Giannis didn't. The question about defense player here is like, yo, Giannis, why didn't you take that assignment? And mind you, I get it. Um, people are saying, uh, you know, some people will say that that's not how the team plays their defense. He's more of a weak side defender offering help defense, et cetera, et cetera. I get that. It's only been one game. Yes, I get that. Um, but Jimmy is not the player to drop 40. You, you're not looking for him to drop 40. That's not really his main game. He's he's a he's a very talented Swiss Army knife who can give you defense. He can give you buckets. But if you're expecting Jimmy to drop forty for you, I would call you crazy. He did it. He did it. So look, game two, this can't happen again because if it does, Giannis, you need to be like coach. I got him. You gotta pick up responsibility. Yo, James, I got you, baby. I know, yo. James said that at at the least, at the least, I agree with James. Marcus Smart should have been, um, Marcus Smart should have been a defensive player of the year finalist. James believes he should have won it all. I get you. Unfortunately, he's big dominant. But in this case, yeah, Giannis is defensive player of the year. You gotta, you are the star of the team. You are also a face of the league. You know, people give LeBron uh, a critique for saying like, hey, he doesn't guard the best player anymore. People are giving Kawhi critique for not guarding Luka in that game four when Luka dropped 40-piece triple-double, including a game winner over Reggie Jackson. So, Giannis, the criticism is justified. It's just people keeping the same energy. So, at some point, you got to be like, unlike LeBron and Kawhi, what we've seen from them is that when they get on, they'll take over the game and they'll close it out. Giannis, you haven't shown us that, hey, I'm going to close out a game. Like, yeah. that's what we need from you. So, look, game two today. Shut him up. Either you're going to have to just go dummy or you're going to have to get this slander. I love you. You know what? You Nigerian, you brother. Drink but, some Malta before the game. Hey? But we about same energy over here. You still going to get this work. Objective, still same energy. Work. That's what we do. So, yeah. Next. All right. Let's go to the NFL. Obviously, uh, Leonard Fournette was a huge uh, news in the NFL waves. Now, uh, updates with him. The Bears and the Bucks are not interested in him. So I know there was uh, links uh, of him signing with those particular ball clubs, but it's not going to happen. Now, now there's been another team interested in Fournette, and it's in the AFC East. It's actually the Buffalo. It's the Buffalo Bills. Oh, or the added team that's interested in Leonard Fournette, alongside with the Patriots. So if that's oh, the case. Nice. 
if that's the case, I mean, look, I already mentioned Singletary, and he's been struggling uh, in training camp. Zach, they drafted a rookie, Zach Moss, who will have a Frank Gore world. So if they sign Fournette, um, that could be a good running back situation in Buffalo. But for fantasy-wise, it, it, that, that could be something that you want to monitor and possibly avoid. Yeah. If, I hate if, that if, for fantasy if, purposes. Yeah, yeah, if uh, Fournette signs with the Bills. So the Bills have been added up until the, the interest pool for Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Uh, now, the update with Jadavion J- Clowney. This is an update. So, I forgot he's still available. <laughs> I, I know, right? I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, shout out to Cordell because he keeps asking me the updates with Jadavion Clowney. And uh, I got another one earlier this morning. Clowney was offered not one, not two, three offers from the Cleveland Browns. One was a one-year deal. Two, uh, the, the second one was a two-year deal. And the third was a three-year deal. On at, there, were, there were at least 17 to $18 million each. Clowney rejected them all. He don't want to be in Cleveland, bro. Exactly. That explains why he never wanted to play. He doesn't want to play in Cleveland. He, and uh, according to somebody close to the camp, he said he's willing to take a one-year deal with a contending team. The question is, what's the price tag for a one-year deal? Because teams are not going to be offering you know, his desire $20 million. That's what he really wants, but nobody's offering $20 million. Cleveland gave him the best offer out of any other team. I heard Seattle offered him six rounds. 15 to 17 million at uh, well, excuse me, 16 to 17 million at the most. And there's other teams that offer 15 million. So right now, he's not going to get the, the market's not going to give him what exactly he, what he, he wants. being stubborn, thinking that yo, if Cleveland is your best option and you still think someone's you just being stubborn at this point, Robbie, he's, facts. right? Robbie, and he's not going, he's not going back to Seattle, it's not happening. He's, he's not going back to Seattle. And he rejected theirs, he, he, he rejected their offer, it's not happening. Uh, and I, and facts okay. to James, um. That the Sanu released by the Patriots, yeah, you know, like like we mentioned earlier, it looks like they really about to get for that for free. Like this Boy. is crazy. <laughs> they really like this. They they out here on some Black Friday type stuff. Yeah, everything that's, that's, must that's go. What, yes, the Patriots, the Patriots are, are the only customers. Everything must go. In my God, I must go back. <laughs> oh everything must go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Osa's Vikings. Uh, Justin Jefferson is likely to open as the wide receiver three, which is expected because they said that he will be having a slot role, which is this is expected. I feel like this won't really too much affect his fantasy value. I think his ADP is just it's fair, and I like it. Uh, so, yeah, right now that he's looking as a, a wide receiver three for the Vikings. That's not bad. Another person mm-hmm. who's wide receiver three, let's go back to the Cleveland Browns, Rashard Higgins. Is looking like the wide receiver three uh, behind Odell and Landry as the receiving core there. So Rashad Higgins, the guy. Baker, Baker, th- Baker, slinging that rock. MVP yeah. Baker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shout out to Dwayne Haskins, who's been named the starting for the Washington Football Team. <laughs> Washington Football. Yep. <laughs> He's been named the starter. Uh, also for, to your Rams. <laughs> to your Rams, uh, Abraham, Van Jefferson has leaked over um, what's, uh, uh, Reynolds, the receiver, as the wide receiver three. Which, for me, makes me happy because uh, Reynolds did give us solid production when we needed to call upon him. So if our rook is doing better than that, then, hey, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Okay. Now, you guys, this is the first the annual – the inaugural <laughs> fantasy, fantasy football. 
JNG, you trying to get in on this fantasy football league? We still got a couple slots open, baby. A couple, couple open slots for lambs led to slaughter. Hey, you wanna, you wanna carry over that championship belt over to this side too? Come on, James. Come on, James. Let's see what you go with. Let's see what you're working with, baby. Okay, first pick. Talk about it. Number Ever. Who. Number who? The, de the debut of the fantasy football. Number who? Buying is fifty dollars. We don't play around here. No Curtis Jackson. Full PPR. The first pick goes to full court press. Ooh. Number sixty-nine. It has the Wait, number one the overall pick. Yes. First pick is full court Go. press. What? Wow. Riley over here. Listen, Two listen, guys, Riley. Yo. You may, Riley. You may not have a the basketball. First ever. Wow. You got the first, first ever. They got the expansion pick. I'm sick, dog. All right, we got James. Yeah. James yeah. is in it. James yeah. is in it. Okay. We got a, We got another edition. James G. We'll send James, you information James, shortly. Hit me up so I can put you in the uh the graphic and stuff. Send you the materials. Dog, Jay, I'm more than sick. How full court press get first pick, yo? Get out of here, yo. It's crazy. <laughs> Just like how that happened. <laughs> First pick. All right, second. Who, who's next? The second pick goes to number 70, SSAW headquarters. Ooh. Hey, that's CJ? That is Michael, CJ, Michael and Sean. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Y'all gave CJ second pick? Yo. Disgusting. You might not understand you Michael on our team. Michael, what, what are you doing right now? What are you doing, bro? I am not tripping. I ain't second. How we giving CJ second pick? Wow. I ain't tripping. All right, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? For the number three pick of the 2020 fantasy football lottery, number 71, which oh. is ringside mayhem. Wow. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Okay. Which side is Pierre working with? Oh. Okay. Pierre. Okay. Let me answer that for you. Pierre is with Full Court Press. Oh, okay, Lyndon. Lyndon. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I take that back. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. Take that back. Redo. He is him and Lyndon. Ringside Mayhem. Okay. Riley. Ri Riley. Riley and Matt. Okay. Full Court Press. Okay. Lyndon. Full Court Press got the number one pick. The SSA admins got the number two pick. And congratulations, Ringside Mayhem yeah. got the number three pick. Hey, I'm the number four pick of the 2020 fantasy football lottery goes to Are we about the Craft Factory. The Craft Factory. All right, all right. Yo, and then, I'm, be before, I'm before. I'm before. I'm before Austin podcast. I'm with it. Yeah, yeah, man. Yes. That's crazy. We about to be the last pick. All that talk. I ain't tripping. Oh, I ain't tripping. So I got you. Were the one who said it too. I got man, this. Hey, what kind of juju did you put on us? Dog, I at least want a top five pick. Bro, the, number, the number five pick. The number five pick goes to for the 2020 fantasy football lottery. Shots out to Jordan. Jay, cover zero. Zero. Has the number five pick. Dog. Jay, how we cheat? We don't even have a top five pick. This is our show, and we don't have a top five pick. Is it funny? No, it's not funny. Is it funny? No, it's not funny. Is it funny? No, it's not funny.
doing the whole show. We ain't even got a top five. What is this? The number six right. pick in the fantasy uh -oh. football uh -oh. draft lottery not us. goes not to us. number 67, which is not available. No, 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 no. That's that's, that's going to be a James. That's James. That's, a that's James. That's James. James. Yeah, he got the number six. Yeah, he walked in. Okay. Up. Yeah. The man off the street. He he just he just got in. He just got in. Please, uh -huh. please remember this list. Emmanuel, please remember this list. How did this happen? How, how did wait, what how is did, this? This man just joined the just joined the show. This is first time on the he show. Got, Emmanuel, and please he remember this list, please to give us? it to me. No, yeah, I'm, I'm writing it down. I got All right. Oh, Yo, if okay, we really number, end up with the 12th pick, if we end up the number seventh pick, pick you know what's crazy though? 2020. That's why the chat was popping because we we I I we already planned if we gotta get that. <laughs> I ain't tripping. I ain't tripping. You know what? I'm not. Yo, here was the, the pick. last pick. Read the See pick. what happens, baby. See what happens. Come on, read it. This is, is crazy. Number sixty-four, which is not available. That's the number seven pick in the draft. Okay. <laughs> next, next person to sign up has a number seven pick. All right. This is wild. The number eight wow. pick of the twenty twenty fantasy football lottery draft goes to it's eight for Kobe, please. 65, which is not available. <laughs> hey, we really about to be the last pick, bro. Full time. Full time. Full time. Full time. Full time. Number nine Get pick. Fantasy football lottery goes to us. Osa eight. My pick. I like that. I actually, I actually, I, I, actually, I love that. I At love this point, it. I would rather have the last year. I love it. Then number nine. <laughs> I'd rather what have 12 than this? nine. Hey. But hey, number, all right, we got nine. Number okay, nine. We got number nine. Number, 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 number oh. nine. Hey, number Hold nine. I got New you. birthing. New birthing of the league. That's what it means. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Number 10 goes to number 72, which is Diamond Talk. Wow, uh, Diamond Talk. Daniel. Y'all wow. see that? That's the pick right there. Yeah, that's the pick right there. New birthday. New birthday. We do this for the nine. We do this for the nine. 909951. That's what we're doing it for. Yeah. The number 11th pick goes to number 66, which is not available, which is basically available. That's right. And so the last pick. The last pick is what is what 68? Oh now that's, CJ wanna pop up. But that's not available. It's still available. So all right. Yo, CJ so must we have, have heard his CJ. Okay. Four more his slots. Name, bro. Okay. Have four more slots for sure if you want to get in. All right, James. uh shout out to James G. Six pick, baby. James, right. I will get with you. I just send you a message. I'll send you the uh the login and everything. Get you underway. Okay, just to recap, you guys, the picks that are available, first come, first serve. Number 64, which is the seventh pick, is available. The eighth pick, the 11th pick, and the 12th pick. Those picks are available currently. The uh, recap, number one is Full Court Press. Number two, SS, SSAW Headquarters. Number three, Ringside Mayhem. Number four, Craft Factory. Five, Cover Zero. Number six oh. is James G. Number seven is uh, number seven is the available pick. Uh, so basically, the last one we have the last one that's active, which is number nine, which I'm cool with. I'm gonna leave it at that. Just recap. What happened? 
what we we doing this for the nine we're gonna do this well, for the nine you know what? as a matter of fact no. as a matter of fact that's that's it that's gonna be our theme that's our our mantra for this this season okay, look, we doing it for the nine bro i'll be real i was shocked that we didn't get a top five i was shocked i'm not but 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 here's the thing like i said earlier before the show we've been we've already been planning plotting like if we were to get anywhere between one to twelve how are we gonna maneuver? One to so three. now that we know. Is wild. Yeah, it is I mean, wild. Twelve teams. We we out here like Doctor Strange though. We, are we out here like Doctor Strange. We, we in the every end game. We in the end game. That's what we own. We we seen every possibility. One to twelve. Where we at? All of I, it. You know what? We good, baby. We good. Y'all still gonna be. Meanwhile, victims. Mike Gibson is going off talking about we doing this over. It got to be randomized. <laughs> what is what? <laughs> Gibson Bro, is upset was. he got the number two pick. <laughs> Gibson, Gibson. Headquarters got what pick? Number they two. Number three. Oh, two? they got Bro, two. You got two. And Gibson. Gibson, go, go. What is Gibson complaining about? He don't know what he's complaining about. You got number two. <laughs> Wait, what pick did the Bears have when they took Trubisky? What? <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Somebody said take my number three pick. Lindy said, I'm good. That's what I'm saying, Josiah. He got the number two pick. He tripping. What were we talking about? (laughs) Right. What are you talking about? Why are you complaining? Hey, hey, hey. However, however, teams, if you would like to trade your picks, you have to. Also, they ain't talking about number nine. (laughs) So, (laughs) look, also, we're not trading our pick unless you got a Godfather type offer. Hmm. That part. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. Hey. yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. yo, real talk. First of all, um, I'm excited to get this underway. Yes, we do have a few more slots available. By all means, if you want in on this, let us know. Get in touch with the Osa and Abe show. Um, payment is needs to be submitted by Friday. By Friday. Yep. We have we're using a third party to make sure there's no discrepancy with monies that everybody gets paid out. The it's entry fee is fifty dollars. Each team needs to put up fifty dollars. Now, some teams have three people. That's that's fine. Y'all split it however y'all want. We are excited. Draft day is for Sunday. Um, time to be announced, correct? Sunday. It's five o'clock, and I don't no, think it's Sunday. No, it's it Saturday. Is, uh, Saturday. Saturday. This Saturday. Oh, it's this, this Saturday. Okay. This Saturday. So it's a pay live by draft. Friday. Yes, we're we're doing a live drop via Zoom. So yes. yes, James, league safe. You already know. Look, dog. Look, y'all thought it was hype right now. Wait until draft day, boys. Boy, so, let me tell ladies you right and now, gentlemen, I got y'all. I got y'all with the matching nines. That's what we're gonna do. I got y'all with the match. We doing this for the nine. I'm gonna put my 909 beanie, but I'm not even from it. You know what? I'm not <laughs> seven three, but you know the nines is important, baby. Oh god, nine forever. Nine forever. All right. So here are the details. So live draft five o'clock September fifth. On Zoom, I will definitely try to connect it to, of course, Facebook Live, so you can see somebody. Probably Michael Gibson picked the wrong guy. Um, and oh, he gonna pick Trubisky. He gonna do just like his Bears <laughs> with that number two pick. <laughs> so for those, repeat itself. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so for those who are not participating, it's okay. We got y'all on the engagement. It's gonna be on Facebook Live in the group and on the page, um, and on Zoom. And that is it. Five o'clock live draft. Bang bang! Listen, y'all, this is gonna be this is gonna be good. Okay, it's gonna be good. I'm I'm excited for this. I'm geeked for this. Um, real quick before we wrap up, though, you know, here at the Osa and Abe 
show. We just want to show some love and shout out to all of our listeners, all of our fans, whether inside SSAW or outside. We love y'all. Um, hit a milestone. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yes. Hit the 1K. I've been waiting for this moment because here's the thing. All you people, can't you see? Can't you see Come on. how your love's affected my reality? Every time we're down, what do I do with anything? Right. Oh, that makes you larger than life. I say hey. that's what we say because it's to the fans that we're able to do what we do. You've been with us since the beginning. We've rebranded. We went on hiatus. We've been changing up stuff. We've had issues. We've had highs. We had lows. And y'all stuck up with us. And we appreciate <laughs> for real. For real, for real. <laughs> like, it's the fans that make That's us it. good. And yeah, I got to show off my battery boy love. You know what it is. You know what it is. <laughs> y'all are larger yeah. than life. Thank you to the fans. Yo, Thank you for supporting here. us. For those who Yo, don't know, this, uh, this podcast also is streamed, but the podcast is released on Apple and Spotify. So it's important. That so if you don't want to see our faces, you can also just listen to our on voices. Thursdays, up to you. every Thursday, please listen to the blog, the pod, and share the pod every Thursday. Every Thursday, and like um, y'all. Oh, go uh, ahead. also another thing, you know, I just want to say, uh, we have we have some some great beautiful stuff that's in the works in the future in terms of special guests, in terms of content, in terms of, you know, some some fun items that you'll see further down the line. <laughs> but we're excited. This is this is great. Uh, shout out to all the people that have supported us. Uh, you know, I, I got to give a big shout out to JC No Hunnids. You know, got to give a big shout out to SSA, um, to all the admins for giving us this platform. Big shout out to our producer and the craft factory for helping us go. Um, big shout out to my colleagues. Big shout out to the fans. Hey, yo, Amber, I see you. Shout out to you. You know, I appreciate you. Just mad love to everyone who's ever tuned in, who's ever shared, who's ever just like spoke about us, whoever gave us comments, critiques, whatever. Even the even the negative negative comments, like, yo, shout out to all y'all because y'all helped us get better, you know. And you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stop before you know I start to yeah, you said you sound like a worship right now. Let's yeah. let it be. You know, um, it's a it's, it's about to be a BSB uh concert. Listen, you know? okay, Backstreet's back. I right. um, <laughs> yeah, shout out to all of y'all. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate what y'all you love, your support, all of it. Appreciate y'all listening to our antics, okay? But just know the best is for sure yet to come and as we wrap up this episode i just want to point back to something and it's part of the reason why we do what we do okay and that's to leave a legacy all right hey i'm sure you can relate to this uh we're first generation in this country family came over here and built something and we're building on that in our personal lives and this is just a part of that story and it's our opportunity to welcome y'all into our story and and our lens on the world so Know this, y'all. Legends leave legacies. All right. Don't look at your your figure right now. And think, oh man, this, I, I don't know if I can contribute anything. Leave that legacy, okay? Leave that legacy for somebody to build on uh, and start building now. All right. This world is not uh, gonna change by us freaking out over who I say week in and week out over who's sitting in the Oval Office. 
be the one to leave the legacy and build it in your community because that's where it starts. It starts in your home, starts in your neighborhood, starts in your community uh, and, and spread that, spread that. Legends leave legacies. And that concludes folks, another episode of the OSNA podcast presented to you by the Craft Factory in conjunction with SSA, even though headquarters finna take this L, even with a number two Trubisky Facts. pick. Facts. As I'm soon as host. I heard that Gibson was on the team, I was like, oh, let me relax, let me relax. CJ, he said, let me, let me fall back. Listen, yeah. as soon as I heard I they mean, had the number two pick, I, and, I, and I thought about Gibson, I said, I know. I know they got the number two pick, and he complaining, yo, you know what, I ain't, I ain't stressed. Yeah, CJ, yeah, I, I, both of them. CJ be the man to run it. So y'all, if you're listening on an Apple podcast, Spotify, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. If you watch YouTube, catching the play, appreciate you. Share it, guys. Share this. Leave a comment. Subscribe. All the good things. Love y'all. But as is our custom, y'all already know one thing, two words. Get that game, Frank. Omonaja. Oh,